y'all. We're back. OG. All right, welcome back to DNA's Solution Based Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. I'm AJ. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm Diesel. Hey. Um, so in the last episode, we gave you a tad bit on like the next time on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> that we were going to be talking about men versus women. And it wasn't before you fast forward or jump off. It is solution based. This is a solution based podcast. So you ain't shit. I ain't shit. Now what is the conversation? Um, we will touch on some of those conversations of what people argue about, but now we're going to gravitate more into how do we fix those relationships. Uh, AJ, you want to start? All right. So one thing I want to, I want to put a disclaimer out before we really get started. Um, I don't want this to seem like I'm being a pick me or he's being a pick me or simp because we are going to be discussing the flaws, the faults, the whatever mishaps, missteps of our own genders, right? So it's not that I hate other women. No, y'all, if you knew me, you know I'm all about woman power. However, we're not, we're not perfect. We all could use some work. So I'm going to speak on some of the, the issues that I've seen, that I've heard from men, and we're going to discuss this like mature adults. And in this episode, we're going to speak for our whole entire gender. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, well, some dudes, some women. So when she said you, I'm speaking on behalf of y'all um, because I've got the balls to say it. And I stay grounded because my balls hang low to the earth. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna, I'm going to try to be as silly as possible. This. Uh, It'd be like that. But what is your gripes with men, with my gender? Okay, so personally, I would say toxic and hyper-masculinity. Um, having a fixed mindset, aka unwilling to grow. Um, let's see. My biggest one, my pet peeve, is being emotionally unavailable. Okay, what does emotional? Um, is that your last one? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna more. keep it at that. Give it I can't remember the other one. Okay, the other ones. Okay, <laughs> like, I got thousands. What does? Emotionally unavailable look like to you? A man who has poor communication and comprehension skills. So if I state, say I'm in a relationship with somebody and we rocking out, we like six, seven months in and he starts going through stuff in life. From that moment, well, from jump when we first start rocking, I've shown that I am, uh, capable of keeping his secrets or what have you and we're having good conversations we could be vulnerable with each other so i've shown that and i haven't shown otherwise so why is it that and i get habit patterns i get that but if i say like hey are you okay like what's going on tell me what's going on like and i know in my heart of hearts that something is off because i usually ask more than once i'm gonna take notes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but 
you know, a man will respond like, nothing, I'm good, I'm cool, I'm tired, or something like that, just to press it off. And it's like, no, no, acknowledge that. And I've been told, like my daughter's father told me, because um, this happened with us when we were together, and he was like, well, women are known for throwing things in men's faces later on, and I don't want that to happen to us. And I'm like, but haven't I shown you that I'm not of that character? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so what the fuck? Because you're treating me like other women that you've dealt with in the past, but I'm clearly showing you that I'm different. So why are you penalizing me for their mistakes? Because he don't know until he know. And I, this is gonna, there's no knowns and known unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how you react until an explosive, something explosive happens. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. um, now, I'm not saying to push those buttons to a blow up happen so you can rekindle, so you can know how they react at the end. Yeah. Right? Because right. it's not a Quentin That's Tarantino movie. Not we don't see the ending at the beginning and then go through the whole process. Mm -hmm. It's not BET like, yo, you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> so a lot of people take defense or be showed up proactive about it and not. They are being proactive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They want to be proactive about it and protecting their feelings and hurt by not telling me or not telling us as women. Well, it's to a. I'm not again. So now I've said what that that what that is. Mm -hmm. Now for men to take account accountability for that situation is when is it enough time to be like you know what I can let this down. I can give her this piece of me. Mm. Because I know. If you're willing to go raw, you're willing to share your feelings. Ooh, that's a word. Ooh, what a word. That's, that's a, a sermon right there. <laughs> that's a bar right no, there. Fuck that. That's a whole sermon. If you're willing to go raw, you're willing to share your feelings. And it's wild. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta go, go on topic because I've just been triggered. A man told me he does not like using condoms, right? So he goes raw almost all the time. Unless a woman is like really demanding about it. However, he doesn't like to kiss a woman because he says it's too intimate. Make it make sense. The logic. What? All right. I did say in the beginning that I'm going to take on <laughs> all my gender's faults. Okay. That's a tough one. <laughs> However, there are people out here that certain things are too intimate for them. A woman will share her body with me to the ends of the earth, but won't hold my hand. That's a damn near tearing as I like me. I can't hold your hand in public. That's too much. Mm. But you will blow me down in the back of the room. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, um, I can't caress a woman or hold her and make her feel girly because that's too much. Mm. So, Again, that goes to a boundary. It's a weird ass boundary, yeah. but a boundary nonetheless. It's like I just want to fuck. Don't kiss me on his big hurt. You know, Detroit rapper checking my rock bottom. His name to click. Uh, <laughs> but th that that is a boundary. So mm. if he go raw but won't kiss in the mouth, is he eating box? That I don't know. I did not ask because after that, because he's probably not kissing, kissing the cooch either. So I gotta see yeah. the lips. Yeah, yeah. 
Because at that point, I, I tuned out of the conversation. I was like, I'm sorry. I dropped in bottoms. Is that going to offend you? Good. Uh, okay. It's not mine. It's our podcast. <laughs> it's not mine. I mean, I'm just saying. But I'm like, nigga, you slow. You dumb. Like, how? 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 You saliva. But yet, I... A different type of mucus. You are literally swapping energy and, and children, potentially, with this person. But you don't even want to kiss them in the mouth. You know you can get all types of STDs messing around with people. Shit that you cannot get rid of. And yet... Gondorrhea of the throat. Or syphilis of the throat. They ain't got a cure for that. But anyway, to go back. to mm-hmm. We got that. So, that is a boundary that that man had. Mm. No matter how weird somebody's boundary is. It's from experience. It's, it's from, from experience. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't want to be a secondhand cocksucker. <laughs> it's like there it is. my last girlfriend was blowing the whole team. And came and kissed me in the mouth. And I know the flavor of Jersey 37, <laughs> 15, and all that. I don't kiss. So that could have been a trigger for him. Wow, yeah. And so you were secondhand cops up there. Oh, my God. Um, but I digress on that situation. Um, my... So... That was one. What does communicate that that, that open communication look like? Mm-hmm. Now, hyper toxic, hyper toxic masculinity. What does that look like? Hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity, um, which are kind of interchangeable for me. Okay. Um, because hyper masculinity is just going OD with it. Toxic masculinity is like you could place harm to someone. Um, so like. The the toxic masculinity, a good example of that will be thinking all gay men are attracted to you as a man mm-hmm. and being homophobic and outwardly uh, aggressive towards someone of a different um, sexual preference. Okay. So that to me is toxic <clears throat> masculinity. Hyper masculinity is the one that you do the dishes, you're domesticated. You do all the woman things. I make the bank and I come home. I don't do shit. You serve me. And one thing I don't like. <laughs> there's a few, actually. Um, Is it gift giving? But. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, is one telling me what I am going to do and what I am not going to do. Uh <laughs> another is placing traditional gender roles on people because I don't fit inside a box. Okay. I am no shape. I am everything. I expand. So I'm not about to fit into a box of a gender role. I am very rebellious. I don't like that shit. So I feel like one of them, this is about my toxic shit I'm about to say, I feel like one of the women on the podcast where I'm just building up. Yeah, it'd be like that so, sometimes. Um, okay, I get that. So, what was another one? What was the, go ahead, continue. Um, I had an uh, an experience with a hyper masculine man, and 
Well, it ended up being toxic masculinity. At the end of the day, I was in a domestically violent situation. But it started because I caught a flat tire. I had date night set up for us. I bought us comedy show tickets. Uh, we were going to have dinner at Jay, Jay Alexander's. And then we were going to go get a couple's massage. It was going to start with the massage, then dinner, then the comedy show. And so we were driving to the massage uh, therapist. And, uh, or the spa rather, and I caught a flat. Now we dress down to the nines because I like to dress up. So whatever, whatever, oh, it's God. raining. And so I'm like, all right, let me automatically call. It's a, it's a tow truck company out here, Nooners. When I call AAA, Nooners is usually the first one to pull up. So I just straight to the source. Well, I call AAA, I'm gonna call Nooners. Call Nooners. And then I call the spa and I'm like, hey, can we, um, we're going to be late whatever give her the situation she's like okay we can still do a couple's massage but it would be in separate rooms i'm like that's fine as long as they're performing at the same time she's like we could do that so made that happen i hang up he's upset with me and like like fuming livid and i'm like what's the matter and he's like you didn't even consult me before you just went into action of trying to get into solutions and i was like well i paid for this so i want to make sure that well actually that was my second point the first one was <laughs> i'm doing this for you because he always had back issues like and i'll try and give him back massages and stuff but it only lasted for a few hours then his back was hurting again mm -hmm. so i'm like we're gonna go to the spa like and then he was going through a lot of stress and stuff so i'm like we're gonna make a whole date night of it whatever whatever and it's like what were you gonna do and he's like i could have changed the tire and i'm like you're dressed down to the nines and it's raining. Why would you ruin your outfit to change a tire when it's just a phone call away? Like, we can delegate. That's cool. And you're like, but you still didn't consult me before you made changes to the plan. And I'm like, you were with me when the change to the plan happened. So, so you're mad. Like he just wanted to be aware of things. And he wanted, it sounded like he wanted his hand held through that situation. And that's the thing. I don't hold hands. You're not a child. We're adults and you're in the same car with me as I'm making phone calls and like rearranging things, reservations and whatnot. So why should I go, hey, I think it's a good idea that we call the spy to see if they have any more openings. And hey, maybe we should push dinner back because that's right after the spy and it's going to be a domino effect. Let me ask, was he good at ever making plans or executing either one of those? I would say on a simplistic level, yes. Yes? Yeah. He's out of the box. You, you catering to him. Sometimes men get defensive about change. And then, no matter of fact, not men, people, period. They're like, they just oh, don't yeah. like change. People are usually change preferred. Like, my daughter changes a teacher. she cry. Uh, oh. So it's so going to transition to a different school. Um old people get adapting to technology it's humans are naturally resistant to change yeah so it's that and that could have been a thing however our dynamics were that i hate to say it i was man it ain't tricking if you got it um <laughs> but <laughs> Where were you that was going? that was young me <laughs> things have changed boy things have changed but um <laughs> Change gonna come. Right, <laughs> but, uh, come on, come on, Bubba. But, 
I used to like, I would buy us matching outfits. Like I cashed out like on him frequently and like a watch with a whole watch briefcase to hold the rest of the watches I plan on buying him. Um, like it was wild. Triggered. It was wild. And when I say like clothes, I mean like Armani and Gucci. Like I wasn't getting like clothes and JC Penny shit. So it's like, okay, this is what I do frequently. And then at some point he damn near had an allowance out of my checks. When I got paid, I would be asking him, did you eat today? That's so cute. But he didn't appreciate none of that. <sighs> Obviously he did not. However, he would get mad at me when I didn't check on him. So I was getting mixed signals first and foremost. And it's like, okay, you, you seem like you want this. You want the attention, but you don't like the dynamics. Cause I was, I was the breadwinner as well. And so it was like, you feel away, but you won't do better, but you, like, where are we here? And so he took that anger out on me, and he ended up hitting me for the first time. He punched me in my nose. I got a concussion. Lasted for nine months. It was a wild night. Um, and I was in the midst of trying to leave him because I saw that he was getting irate. I dropped him off home, and, yeah, things went sideways from there. But it's like... I just went into trying to fix it to make sure the day still went as planned because he was stressed. He was going through that. And I still wanted us to enjoy our time without a tire being in the way. Do you think you were in a possible, this is not me, victim shaming or anything? Yeah, no. You were in a possible manic state of perfection? No. Because you wanted the day to go the proper way and continuing, even though you've seen those, now shit has got dressed. It's not an argument. It's not an attitude. It shit's got physical, but you still are willing to, I need this to happen, and then he'll be all right. He'll be okay. Well, no. After he hit me, it was like, oh, no. Nah. Like, it, it was. Fuck that show. Yeah, it was a lot of shit going on. I said I was going to take another nigga to the show, um, which pissed him off even more. But, you know, it was what it was. Um, so, that happened. But then he, uh, see, this is why I say as women, let me let me preface this. As women, we all go through stupid shit. Like, let's not judge the next woman because in just this is the age of social media. So we see a lot of women do a lot of stupid shit, make decisions that we would not make in this time in our lives. But we also have to remember, do a little reflection because we've done stupid shit in our lives. And that's how we've grown and matured. If we haven't learned through our own situations, we learn from the situations of those around us. So let's put that out there. Don't judge me if your shit still stay, okay? Um, AJ, I'm going to tell you like this. I've made some detrimental, drastic, disgusting decisions because of thinking I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Um, some shit I might share with y'all. But we learn from it. We yeah. don't duck next time. Oh, yeah. Um, sort of. Sort of. But... We, we learn from those mistakes. A lot of people tend to um, black out bad experiences and then continue to do the same dumb shit over and over. Uh, yeah. Albert Einstein's definition of insanity. And then it becomes, uh, they get Stockholm Syndrome because they want to protect their yeah. armor. So I, I said all that prefacing because I my decision next, he actually led me to go to sleep. I'm like, that nigga tried to kill me. Because I had a concussion. You don't let a person, a concussed individual, go to sleep. Like, yeah. death. 
Um, I don't think his dumb ass brain thinking that. Brain bleeds all that's the nah. He knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't convince me that he didn't know. I'm not. I mean, to. yeah, no, I'm. I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying, like, in my heart of hearts, I know he knew. Okay. Um. So all of that happened, and then when I woke up, because thank God I woke up, um, I was like, you know, I have a real bad headache, whatever, whatever. I'm gonna go to urgent care, and he like, you still going? Yeah, yeah. I still had time to go to the spa. Um. So I'm like. Fuck Jay Alexander's. That's getting cut out, but I'm going to get this massage. And then he's like, well, I should go to urgent care with you. Now, at that point, I didn't know I was dating the narcissist. Um, I didn't even really conceptualize what was going on. Everything was surreal to me that day. Like, I was just in the fucking twilight zone and I was like watching myself just autopilot. So I'm like, okay, we ended up skipping urgent care because I was like, I'll just go tomorrow because I don't want to miss my, my massage. So we still went to the massage the uh the spot and then we went to the comedy show and i dropped him off home and then the next day i went to urgent care and they told me i had a concussion and i would like blank out for like like we could be having a conversation and then my eyes just go like blank and my friends would be like are you okay and i'm like yeah like what and they knew something was the fuck off but <laughs> i was like oh no i hit my head and that was it but yeah, I say that because I continued to date him afterwards. Um, and then we ended up fighting. Like, it, it wasn't just domestic violence. I fought back. Mm -hmm. And then it became like that whole domestic violence thing. Is fighting back, though. Don't, don't ever do. Well, yeah, true. I just wasn't being abused. I became an abuser as well. I got beat the fuck up by women. <laughs> Damn. Did you laugh? The fact, I no, because... I no, I don't hear I men say that out loud. Like it's just okay. be okay. Like so, a part of th things. That I'm a double back. So you had you had your thing. I want to mm -hmm. go to this. Um, women keeping men secret. Right. We don't know until shit blow up in our face. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard some egregious shit. Like it's a it's a funny fucking TikTok. Like. About a woman arguing with her man, and she it's probably not funny to him. And she yells in front of all his homeboys, I fucked your ass with my dildo. Right? That's a secret that he probably didn't want out. Yeah. You know and you hear them fight on audio. Mm -hmm. Right? It's funny how uh, it's us, but that was actually somebody's thing. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how somebody's going to be acting today, man. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that 10 folds, 10 years, and then. Being married, um, marrying somebody just because you think they're safe, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I married a six. Mm. I don't don't play. I, I'm dead ass. <laughs> I married a fucking six, and oh, she's funny. And every time I tried to sell her to my friends, it was. Uh, not like physically, yeah, to my friends, but like, Convinced yeah, she's so she's funny, good, yeah. and she does this and that. I'm like, it was a lot of selling until mm -hmm. that, to where I sold it to myself, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't vet long enough. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have those conversations and um, about what are boundaries because you talked about, mm -hmm. you know, that man, that was a thing. He don't kiss in the mouth. Mm -hmm. That's a boundary of this, whether mm -hmm. how weird it was or not, or what standards. Yeah. Um, you talking to this gentleman uh, that uh, uh, he was an abuser and didn't 
vet this man long enough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things about vetting, dating somebody, and maybe a narcissist might hear this and want to hold on for another six months, but it's usually six to eight months, six months tops. They'll show you who the hell they are. Um, and with that being said, if you see it, acknowledge it, and then either get the fuck away or go, right? So I do want to add a correction. In that capacity, I didn't vet him, but I had known him for years before. Like it was like it's four years. It's a different animal. Yeah. Friendship and relationship. And my biggest thing is that I ignored the red flags. I heard them, but I ignored them. I, so I, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a failure of that too. <laughs> I'm a failure of that too. Yeah. Um, I think we've so all done it at some point. I think one of the things between men and women, mm-hmm. uh, gender versus gender, that we need to vet each other more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. There's pocky pussies and roses to keep your sexual urges down. Um, and I, I'm advocate of celibacy. Um, hold off as much as you can because men regret banging women too. Because um, it's the essence of us that we give away. And then she, you know, might have pictures to dick little, know what freckles on there, whatever. Um, Not the group but, chat tag. <laughs> however, general agreement mm-hmm. there's you know people women to this day what in this day and age a man should do this a man should do that okay <clears throat> if you want to be tra- traditional mm-hmm. that's conversation traditional right yeah. you can't say i want this and that now you got a hybrid situation mm-hmm. that's an actual conversation mm-hmm. so if a man comes in like i'm paying all the bills mm-hmm. i'm Buying clothes, I'm doing all this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you giving him? Mm-hmm. Are you still not contributing to now? So, um, you only giving a box when you want to. Yeah. He ain't paying them bills when he want to. Yeah. You know that that's the type of mindset that goes into his head. But that conversation of all right, what does this look like? That's that's you don't hear me say that shit a lot. What does yeah. it look like to you? Yeah. Um. Y'all come into agreement. Well, I want a man to do X, Y, and Z, but he doesn't have to do this because I got this, or I don't want to do nothing. It's, it's a comedian that, that coined this shit, and it's been going around a lot later. It's like, look, I can marry you and pay all the bills. I ain't going to be faithful. Mm, yeah, I heard about that one. It's you, mm-hmm. you pick one. No, I it's, it's like, woman, pick one. It's like, what the fuck do you want? Because, obviously, if I'm going to pay all the bills... And you, you not gonna want to fuck all the time. Yeah, nobody. That's I, nobody wants to pay the bills all the time. No, I understand <laughs> that. I understand that, but also, okay. So the double back conversation is everything, and that communication is everything. Getting to know what you want because everybody there's a demographic for everybody. If you tell people up front what it is that you're seeking, you will find it. Somebody is with that motion, so. I'm never going to knock anybody's preferences or anything like that because there's somebody out there for you, period. What I don't like is that um, about those scenarios, or at least one of those scenarios, is the, okay, I'm paying all the bills all the time, but you only give it up sometimes or whenever you want to. That's body autonomy. And it doesn't matter what you do. 
I am not property of you. Exactly. And so I have the autonomy. If I ain't in the mood, then I'm not in the fucking mood. But I'm not about to guilt myself because, oh, he pays this. He pays that. I have autonomy over my body. So I'm not about to be like, oh, I'm obligated to give you some right now, even though I don't feel like it. Really? Because that turns into a coercive rape type of ordeal. Yeah. And yeah. And so um, I'm definitely not down for that movement. But in these in these conversations, well, Which, the solution to that is having these conversations with John. Would you ever agree to that situation? No. That's that's just not so me. You, all right. You got we gotta accept all our gender in this type of thing. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. In like my, the conversation head. and the communication comes in. That's why you gotta say exactly what you want. And then you got to ask them, what is it that you expect of me? Like, so then you can find your perfect match. So put yourself in the princess mentality, right? The entitled, so, yes. Entitled mentality. Mm -hmm. If I need all this for a man to cater to me, right? That's you. Mm -hmm. This is what you agreed to. Mm -hmm. Do you do it? Maybe. If I'm, if I'm in that entitled mentality, maybe. Maybe not. You're right. And <laughs> it's a maybe, maybe not. So here's the thing. What I've learned is we got to stop men. This is me holding my men accountable is that we have to stop looking at these women as they're a TV, a model, a certain thing. They're a human. They're fucked up just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. They want to, they might want to smash and dash you too. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at them just as, a different tool in life. Like you got a penis, you got a vagina, but she still can have the same characteristics that you have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a, a lot of talking. And what does it come down to? If if I, if I talk to a woman who's like, well, I want a man to pay all the bills and I have it, like I'm making $250,000 a year mm -hmm. and I get a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I want to be a stay-at-home wife and I want to do, you know, vlogging and shit that I want to do. But I'm going to make sure you got dinner every night. Mm -hmm. I'm make sure clothes clean. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to fuck. I'm like, all right, what happens when you don't want to fuck? Can I go buy pussy? Because it's $40, I heard. But inflation uh, happened. So it might be sixty-seven, thirty-three. dollars <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Is that cool? Mm -hmm. And I would really have a vague-ass conversation like that to trigger her. Like, yo, no, it's just a disrespect with me asking that. And that's what a lot of men look at. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. And this is why um, I say that, and I'm talking for me personally right now. Why are you talking to you personally? I could separate myself for a moment because like I have a disclaimer, huh? You're going to make me like a villain if I keep talking for my gender. No, 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 no. Uh -huh. I'm just, uh, it's a sidebar. But what I'm saying is that's why I am so picky on who I talk to because I know those those certain stereotypes that people have about these gender mm -hmm. roles. And I separate myself from that because I do not subscribe to any of those. I don't subscribe to a lot of social norms. They, they irritate the fuck out of me. So mm -hmm. <laughs> with that being said, I have to make sure I have these conversations with people beforehand. Like, listen, I'm different. I don't go by all that stuff. And then even if you tell a man sometimes they'll be jaded by how you look like, Oh, that's cool. Baby girl. Yeah. 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 But then it's like, nigga, I told you, I don't, I don't subscribe I don't to that. So what are you doing here? And then they all hurt. They feelings hurt. Oh, you betrayed me. Yeah, 
I haven't done shit but tell you the truth. Like you didn't want to listen. <laughs> Triggered. So now, um, all right. So since you went on the sidebar, personally, I'm looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. I want somebody to. When the world beat my ass and I come tumbling this way and I'm like, you come looking, you're all right, I got this. And you run, you go off into the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, until I get my shit together. Yeah. I'm not going to stay down for long, but I want a partner to be, it's like, I'm starting to see podcasts out there of saying, if a man fall out of knuckles, he should ask this woman for shit. That's wild to me. I'm like, what? That's wild. What? And... To go off on the side rant on my situation, and I don't give a fuck if you see it or not. I love you, baby mama. I'm not with her, though. It's been, <laughs> I've been with her in like eight years. But one of the reasons that gravitated for me to separate from her, right? Mm-hmm. I've always been a rare runner since I knocked her up at 18 years old. She was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, bought houses before 20, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point... We had a house fire, we had to move, and we got uh, bought a house from somebody who was like a shack, pretty much, mm-hmm. the way it was. So, putting windows in, doing construction, I'm, I'm doing all the work myself, so we live in space by space. Mm-hmm. In the midst of doing that, we the house was like $1,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this time, I wasn't making a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. I, was, I think I was making like 10 bucks an hour mm-hmm. and working two jobs and selling pit bulls and shit. But mm-hmm. I was making project by project to go through the house. Yeah. Um, I think we had like two or three more payments left. Oh, another yeah. 1500 Yeah. Um, and I'm like, bet, you know, I got my baby mama job. She first started working and she was a bitch when she hit her. So that was the thing. But anyway, we're. We find out our plumbing is bad in the basement. I decided to start washing all the clothes in the house in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the big 70-gallon black trash bags. It's like seven of them full of clothes. I'm like, man, we ain't got money to go wash the fucking clothes. Yeah, I can't yeah, like yeah. wash and dryer in the basement. Do what do, yeah. So I'm in that bitch. But I went to Dosto, bought two painter sticks and two brand new plunders. I'm, I'm washing the fuck out of it. <laughs> I've seen baby mom when we was 18, and we had, we lived in an apartment unit that had no things in Knuckle busting clothes and all that, so I'm like, mm-hmm. she did it. I can do it. I'm in her mm-hmm. iron wash, all these clothes. The last load is underwear. I'm in her knuckle busting panties and shit. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. She comes walking the house, comes into the bathroom, and looks at me like, "What are you doing? You are fucking disgusting. Why are you washing my underwear?" And go off into a whole rant of how wrong I was for washing her underwear. I'm like, "Bitch, I've ate at the both of those restaurants." <laughs> Okay, but so like I'm, picking I'm, up and cleaning. I'm like, but done this for me. Okay, I won't do it. My bad. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, but in my mind, in that moment when I stood up, I was like, I'm leaving this bitch. So I got a job because I was I without a job for a month. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got a job, she done. She mm-hmm. cooked. She's out of here. <laughs> because the thing it was the fact that uh, I would ask for like money to drive her back and forth to work, mm-hmm. or not like ask her like I need gas money. It's like I need gas money to go take the kids to. School, this, that, you're the one making bread money. I'm in the midst of getting a job. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for 10 years of that. Mm-hmm. Um, she like, slide money in my pocket. Yeah, there you go. And it was funny at first. Like, there you go. You get a little change for you, baby. Mm-hmm. Slap me in the head. All right, cool. <laughs> but then it, it got, it, after the fourth time, it was like, I'm, I'm starting to be weird. You know? mm-hmm. Like, 
Because I would give her change like that when I was working. Like, Damn, this wasn't enough money to get her through the day. I know that ain't, this ain't enough money to get me through the day. Yeah. Like, so. When she did that, I was like, I'm still going to find a job and leave her. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and when the time came, just shoot everything fell in place. Like, found her cheating through the phone. Um, I went on a date with another woman. That woman ended up becoming my future ex-wife. It was, it was just, it was a trickle effect of she, she was always a good partner at the time, but her in that mental space wasn't where she was. She got a taste of freedom, for one, because you work in, you're doing your own thing, you're making your own money. Um, and then you can lie about, oh, I got to work over. I'm not going to double check. You got to work over. I'll work over. Yeah. But she wasn't working over. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that was emasculating. Especially because you were slapping my ass, stuffing money in my pocket. And that's not <laughs> theoretical, nigga. That was the that was <laughs> And then when you told me I was disgusting for washing out your underwear in the bathtub because our plumbing in the basement wasn't going out the house. Right. Um, it was disgusting. It's running out of undies and having a repeat. Yeah. Or, you know, having a whole thing of dirty clothes and you don't know what to do. Like I've told women this story and they busted wide open. They're like, I would love you if you did that for me. I'm like, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's, I didn't even know where I was going with that. But that triggered something for me, though, that I want to speak on is that another thing, another solution, I really, I'm like, I don't want to say I'm a statistics person, but I do like to do like personality tests and shit like that. But love languages. Figuring out people's love languages is so pivotal because you find their communication tools, how to get directly to them, because that repulsed her. But if you would have been like, you know, gave her some words of affirmation of some sort or, you know, like you the shit, blah, 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 all this stuff, she would have felt she may have fallen, felt good about that because, like, you know, I don't know what her thing is. You but, know what? What? Because she just got done cheating. It was metal on her face. Yes. So men have defenses on women like that, cause wow. six months later, and plus it was some laundry I never seen in my life being oh, watched. Yikes! Okay. Cause that was still floating in, in the thing, mm-hmm. and it all played back for me. Months later, six seven months later, cleaning out my house, getting the remainders of her shit out, mm-hmm. and my new lady would be helping me out. Mm-hmm. I open up a drawer, I want a tall dresser drawers, and I pull a bag out. It's lubricant, it's condoms, it's a receipt. I know the last four digits of your bank account. Mm-hmm. It was for a, a hotel room in Harper Woods of 94. You know the name, probably. The Park Rest Inn. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I was going to stop. Uh, yep. <laughs> and it hit me. It said December 11th. Mm. We did something the day before my birthday on December 8th. We ain't doing nothing else from December 8th on till never. So I have a question. Is that why men think when women don't want to do something for a long period of time that they're automatically cheating? Immediately. That's wild. Because once you're like, stop looking at me like an object. I'm a person just like you. Okay, if you're a person just like me and it's subconsciously like, okay... Person's like me. I need to fuck. Like, why don't she need to fuck? <laughs> she fucking somebody else. See, and that's the thing. Okay, so I say stuff like that, and I mean it exactly how I say it, though, because sometimes men get overly sexual, and 
it's like, okay, do you just see me as a piece of meat walking around this motherfucker and you think you just got in-house and you could do whatever, whenever? Or like, how does that work? Because I am more than that. And I practice discernment. I practice uh, states of abstinence where I just don't do anything. And it's like, okay. You don't practice I'm, states of abstinence being in a relationship? Yes. Because it's something I do for my mental and my, my physical health. That's wild. And that's why I tell people I'm not a traditional person and I am a lot to and, deal with on traditional standards. And, and, and that goes into vetting somebody like, I, yep. nigga, what? You just, yeah, I'm not having sex for the next three months. Can I go have sex for the next three months? Yeah, see, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, that's that's one of the reasons why I don't want to be in a relationship. Like, I'm okay being by myself because I know a lot of people don't accept or a lot of men um, in certain levels don't accept it. Now I've met elevated men who are, who practice the same things. And sometimes it's during moon cycles where I won't. There are sometimes there are downloads I get cause I stay up at night. I do meditations. And if I get an inclination from spirit saying like, okay, chill on everything, abstinent, it's time to be still, purge your body, go on a fast, yada, yada, I'm, I'm listening. Period. And I don't I care what anybody it. says. And a lot of that shit will align with medical reasons. Like sometimes you gotta flush your your, your shit out, your system. Yeah. And <clears throat> now I'm gonna stop being a toxic man for a minute. Um <laughs> not me being a pick me, not me being a sim. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't wanna do it. Yeah. I've A woman has took advantage of me. A woman has raped me. I say it all right. A woman has raped women have raped me. Wow. Um, being like I said, spousal was real. Like that, that shit came from my heart. Like yeah. I, a five foot, yeah, it's funny. Five foot two woman is one hundred twenty two, one hundred twenty two pounds. Picked me up and threw my head into the fucking headboard. I'm about two fifty solid. Into off level into the headboard. Boom, give it to me, hand on throat, and you can't. You cannot always control, control your body response. responses. Yeah. yeah. So she was able to put hand on throat. I'm concussed. Mm-hmm. And now she's blowing my, my whistle. Mm-hmm. My shit responds. She jump on. She get her shit. She jump off. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in the shower and that bitch scrubbing like a Lifetime movie because mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable. Did you have a conversation with her after that? Yeah, I did. I said, don't ever fucking do it again because I will beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, How did she respond? <laughs> that's funny. And then, oh wow! And then, you laughed earlier. No, let me clarify. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't no, no, laughing no. at your no, situation. No, no, though. No, no, I understand. I was laughing because it was like off-putting that you would just say. Usually, men are like, "Okay, I went through this," but you said it so openly, it caught me off guard. Laughing and it's that. like, oh shit! Like, wow. Okay, you said that. All right. Like. Now let's talk about it because I'm sorry that happened, but yeah. I'm not laughing at that situation because I don't believe nobody should be putting their hands on nobody. Nobody yeah. should be coercing anybody to do something yeah. or forcing anybody to do something because body autonomy works both ways. I don't do that shit. Like that shit is not okay. But for men, mm-hmm. I'm, we, I'm a, I'm a victim. Let's be victims as men for a little bit yeah. because when shit happened to us, we get laughed at. I'm talking about abuse. If you if you first motherfucker call the phone and be like she beating on me, they're like this little bro, this bitch got hands. Can I <laughs> can I cut in real quick? I just saw this. This shit pissed me off. So this couple was in an argument at the bowling alley. 
and someone on the side bystander was recording. The woman gets mad at the man, hits him upside the head with a bowling ball. He passes out on the ground. And they're laughing in the background. And it's like, who's going to call 911? That bitch needs to be locked up and put up under the jail. You just hit somebody upside the head with a fucking bowling ball. And you think that's okay? Like, no, bitch. You need to go to the fucking insane asylum as well. But go to jail. Because if this was the other way around, like, people would be, it would be an outrage. And she's still out free. This happened at least like a week ago. How's she still walking around here? And men were in the comments like, woman privilege is some bullshit. And I'm like, and you can even see in the comments, the comments were deplorable. People, that's right, sis. I would do that too. You know that? You don't even know what they're arguing about. You don't. One. Two, no argument is worth hitting a motherfucker upside your head, upside their head with a bowling ball. Like, unless your life is in danger. There should be no reason no shit like that is happening. But a lot of those comments that was probably in there was from perception. And perception mm -hmm. is from life experiences. So it's probably a woman out like, yeah, that's racist, right? Mm -hmm. Because she get her fucking shit knocked off, uh, knocked by between the dresser and the dryer or whatever it may be. And yeah, somebody finally stood up. She caught him slipping, whatever. She feels comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. um, who knows? He may beat her ass all the time, mm -hmm. but in private. I'm going to knock your ass silly right now. Mm -hmm. And she finally got fed up with it. Mm -hmm. Or she's just a ratchet ass bitch mm -hmm. that want to control the situation mm -hmm. uh, and doesn't know how to interact with men, right? Or mm -hmm. with a human. Or with anybody at that point. And um, it, it can, like, she's out women privilege. I've never heard that. I think they just want to throw privilege or anything that motherfucker can get away with. But. <laughs> Y'all took into consideration because egregious things happen to y'all. Shit don't happen to us undeservingly. Expound on that a little bit. Every man has his own sense. And shit don't happen. Like, living in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck? How many massive school shootings do we have in the city of Detroit? In the city, not. Right? Mm -hmm. If motherfuckers shooting at somebody, they shooting at somebody that did something to them. Motherfucker might hit a straight bullet, might hit an extra person, right? Most of the time. Yeah, but I have time. It, I'm sorry. The young generation is wild, so I can't. It's well, this the oh, drugs our generation drugs okay. is different. Okay. Um, comedians are losing their jokes at a rapid rate. Like, oh, white people do this, black people do that. That shit is going wild. Like, yeah. Black kids are starting to do mass shooters too. Yeah. But back when we were growing up, it was. None of that. It was, I'm shooting for the who the fuck I want. Yeah. That, that motherfucker did me wrong. Yep. I'm going after that person. Mm -hmm. And that person got his faults. Nothing happens to somebody for no fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Like, it's points to where I can, like, last night, I'm in my thoughts. I pull up to the gas station, go in, get what I need from the gas station, pump my gas, sit in my car. I'm sitting there for two hours mm -hmm. at the gas station. Most people are like, oh, man, it's crazy. City, I don't give a fuck. Right. This is, I ain't did nothing to nobody and shit gonna happen to me. And this car ain't fancy as fuck and I don't want real jewelry. <laughs> so that's the ALR. <laughs> you trying to run it? Like, no. The fuck you gonna you take my DoorDash credit card? Go ahead. Right. <laughs> um, like, I got money in a state, but I don't have money in my pockets. Yeah. So it's a, it's a difference. And I'm I'm not worried about it because I don't do harm to others. Mm -hmm. It's those, it's like, I gotta watch the fact. This guy. 
the fuck you tripping for? That also and goes. I, and I feel like a woman can't do that, period. She can't sit in her car for two hours at the gas station. Because another thing is either drama ain't coming to you, like some problems. Police gonna pull up like she trying to sell pussy. It's one of them others. Alright, well, I don't know about <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm being real. Like, a white person come across 8 Mile, they gonna stop his ass because they think he gonna get crack. A black person go across 8 Mile, they gonna stop him because they think he trying to sell crack. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I mean, I, I got a, I got a homeboy that grew up in the city of Detroit. He's the only white person that's family besides his mama. He has two older black sisters, well, mixed sisters, but they black because you want your black, you want your black, you black. Uh, he got them, and then his nieces and nephews, no and way. then his stepdaddy is black, the one that raised him. So his daddy passed when he was two, and then he ended up getting a stepdaddy with his memories trapped. Are we talking about the same person? Probably not. Oh, okay. Um, he ended up getting adopted named Ice. My daddy nicknamed him, which was another white guy, nicknamed him Vanilla Ice. And Ice for short. And he ends up being the only white person in his family. But us being teenagers and stop, they stopped him constantly. What you doing over here for drugs? And stuff. Like, mm. I grew up over. I'm on Seven Mile in a red zone. I lived and raised in Brightmore. He was coming from two different or worse neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. On edge of. Edge of West, Edge of Detroit, uh, East. And he's experienced both. <laughs> but, again, it's what we perceive. Mm-hmm. It's like, why the fuck are you doing, you gotta be doing something. Right. But that, that's all of experience. That, and this is one thing I want to say, and this could be a whole other episode topic as well, but um, maybe in the future, y'all. But, generalizations and stereotypes and all that stuff come from some kind of foundational background. Like, so yes, I get it. And then people's experiences reaffirm those and all that stuff. What I do want to get on is a more like, uh, out of the box version of that because it's your energy, right? The, (laughs) the energy that you carry, like you were saying, okay, if I'm always watching over my shoulder, shit gonna happen. Because you already are focusing on that fear and you have so much emotion behind it. You manifest that for you. You bring that energy in because you're you're focusing on what you don't want. And the way you manifest things is through energy, emotion, and, and clarity of what you got. So once you start fearing something, you're like, I don't want this to happen. Oh my goodness, what is something? You a target. You already look like you don't belong here in the first place, but you a target. And now you've brought all that energy into you. So that's already one thing. It was something else I was going to say, but I forgot. I'll get on it in a second. But to, just to double back into this, it's perception. So with the woman, we we don't know what caused that situation. What was their backstory? But we know you shouldn't fucking crack nobody upside the head with a fucking bowl of pen. This is not the Looney Tunes. This is not Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um... But to go on topics of, yeah, domestic violence, I've been, you know, almost stabbed a couple times, cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my, my share of fighting back and or fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, did I learn from that? Yes. But he was like, oh, you had a vet somebody long enough. Well, majority of people that might watch this probably fucked their baby daddy or a baby mama the first time and knocked her up. And now they're living with it. So it wasn't no vetting process. Mm-hmm. And I, that might be a whole conversation too. Like you didn't have that time to vet. That's but if you're separated from that situation and you're able to get down on your foot and, and look around and watch people, 
take the time. Get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. As much as you want this person to be perfect for you, they might not be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. But you gotta have those conversations. You gotta have those conversations that feel so uncomfortable and be like, hey, X, Y, and Z. And they be like, I'm offended by that. I don't wanna talk to you no more. And you have to be willing to accept that. Because yes. if they don't want to cater to your feelings because, hey, that bothered me mm-hmm. and X, Y, and Z, this is why. And they can't be like, damn, I'm I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of my personality. I'll try to cater toward more towards you and look at you as an individual instead of just broadly speaking. Mm-hmm. And if the person can accept that, then that relationship can go forward, mm-hmm. right? But if they don't, don't bottle those feelings up because you just set a boundary, right? Don't remove your boundary because it's like, well, I can't fuck you. Well, no, no, you ain't got to worry about it no more. I, I don't care. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. But now it's still affecting you because it truly affects you because that's the way you feel. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are validated as a person. Mm-hmm. But then you get people that get defensive and they get stuck in their ways and they're like, you, you ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Women ain't shit. I've been in two relationships. I ain't going to say my second relationship was, um, I ain't going to say I've been in three relationships, like actual, yeah, in my whole life. Um, but my marriage wasn't physically abusive, right? Mm-hmm. It was like two things that happened, but it was it was a lot of red flags I seen from my ex-wife that I should have got when we were dating, which okay. I'm a fiance, and I should have let it go. Mm-hmm. But then damage came to my children mm. because of her. Mm. Now that she's gone, that's gone. Yet it hurts. It hurts because it didn't work out, because I'm embarrassed that I put this person on a pedestal and I gotta be like, hey, y'all, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, I, I can accept that. And I gotta turn back and I look at my daughters and be like, happy wife, happy life. They, they say that shit to me, happy wife, happy life, huh? Mm-hmm. We still here, huh? Mm. Mm, dad you didn't choose right look at us we emotionally scarred we fucked up mm. we can't trust you you're not our protector you're supposed to protect us damn damn now these women I gotta deal with the rest of my life yeah that woman can choose never to speak to me again mm-hmm. as much as I may want a friendship with her mm-hmm. she has the choice of like all ties is cut mm-hmm these are my daughters. I still have to raise them. Still have to hone in and all that. Mm-hmm. And it, it hurts me because I would say something like, well, you can't go out at night because, you know, if you people out there or it's dangerous for you or you didn't care about the danger that was in the house when the woman was beating the shit out of us and you ain't saying nothing about it or you didn't care. You thought it was just a discipline. Mm-hmm. That's the detriment. Mm-hmm. So now I got a defense of, like, I get triggered when women be like, oh, you got kids? I got my stepmama license. That used to be cute. And I was mm-hmm. like, bitch, mm-hmm. that's valid. Yeah. My kids don't need a mama. Mm-hmm. They, they, they got a mama. Yeah. If we gonna, if me and my baby mama gonna fuck them kids up, we gonna fuck them kids up. I'm not letting <laughs> nobody else help me fuck these kids up. Yeah. I've done that. Mm-hmm. So, that's a boundary. Like, no, you don't get to meet my kids with which it should be healthy yes. six, seven months. And maybe you might see them in a car ride or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we might, 
how I got to drop my kid off at my baby mama's house. We going on a date together. You ain't got to drive. I just got to drop them off. Mm-hmm. And that tra- that that situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is my friend such and such. You're not even my girlfriend. Hey, this is my right. girlfriend. This is my friend such and such. Mm-hmm. That's where you get to meet them at. Um, women push boundaries. I got to meet kids immediately. I got to squeeze in the mix. That shit get it. Women just as crazy as these men out here. And women are very much capable of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and all types of stuff. So mm-hmm. you women don't get a pass in the vetting process, especially when it comes to meeting kids. Like everybody should be discerning about who they bring around their kids and, and make sure this person is going to be a long-term resident in your lives and affecting the child in some way. Because you can have a relationship with a person, be one, two years in, and they don't have to ever meet your kids. Y'all have what y'all got going on. And if y'all find that you want to take it further and, you know, get married or something like that, then you acclimate and see, like, how the kids do or whatever like that. Maybe that's too long for some people. Maybe it's too short for people. But that's just my opinion on it. I'm just using that as an example. But I'm trying to get motherfucker around and might be fucked up day one and meet my kids up two years. I would say, for me personally, now I haven't had experience with this because anybody I've even remotely dated, no, it's just a no. I'm not even I'm not even thinking about or when are you going to meet my child because that's not even an option in my head at this point. Well, I always not. Well, I at one point in time I always had my daughter, so it's like, damn, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be to a point of shit. You may it may be my off day. You come kicking with me. Not you, but a woman yeah. may come kick it with me, and she came over at noon. Mm-hmm. We chopping up. I made a made, made, made brunch. Mm-hmm. Now it's two thirty. School and now. Oh fuck! I look at my daughter. We go outside. She left her. She left her fucking headlights on or some shit. Mm-hmm. Battery dead. I ain't got jumper cables. Fucking get in the car. Now it's a situation where I'm pulling up to school. Hey, I'm out front. Hey, babe, I got a friend in the car. So my kid get in the car. Hey, how you doing? Hey, daddy, who's this lady? Mm-hmm. Got the right to ask the question. This is my friend. We've been talking for a minute. We, um, her battery died. I'm going to get some jumper cables to jump her car. Mm-hmm. And this is a made-up situation. It's not yeah. going to happen to me. But, okay, get jumper cables, jump to the car. And they may have a conversation. They may talk. I mm-hmm. might, my kids get a little handful for me. I'm, I cook. I clean. I shut up. So I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I cook, I'm cooking dinner for the kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, I still want your company and do this. She don't eat on her own, do her homework. Y'all, the banner is ripped. You hear her. She see We talk. Um, but that's a scenario that can possibly happen at Three months, five months, six months, seven months, eight months mm-hmm. of talking to somebody. Okay. So you were saying two years is too long. Two years might be too long. Yeah. You know, somebody meet your kids. You want to, for some people that yeah, all they can focus on one person at a time when they're vetting somebody. Mm-hmm. Some people naturally just say, I can't do one at a time. Mm-hmm. Find one to talk to through text messages and then one that. Jumped out at me. I'm talking to that person all. Mm-hmm. Other ones got ghosted, faded off. Now we're talking. Yeah. And you want to figure out if this person's going to be right for you because you don't want to be four years down the line and ain't shit. 
And that's another thing. Like, okay, so here, sure. But again, disclaimer, because I'm speaking from a place of inexperience and I don't have any plans to even do this. But, well, not I've, I'm not looking for a long-term partner. I'm not looking for a partner. So I'm just like, <laughs> it's not in the forefront of my brain. But what I have said is that, you know, if I date someone around a year and I'm taking them serious, then I will introduce them to my child. At that point, I'm always, it sounds bad, but it's a stoic practice that I try to do. Mm -hmm. um, detachment from things. And I don't want to become overly dependent or codependent on a person. Um, so, or anyone. Uh, so if my daughter doesn't get along with them, because that's a deal breaker. Like if they, if it just seems like, no, no. Um, and that's not off one, just, you know, a one-off thing. But if it seems like, yeah, y'all not going to get along and she doesn't approve of you, this doesn't look good. Then it's like, I'm done. Cause she is, we're a package deal. Exactly. So <laughs> the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> probably not children. I, 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 I do have, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been on dates when my daughters have called me, um, like we've been in between takes and you've heard me speak to my kid. Mm -hmm. That is scary woman. Oh, you got to run a bunch of shop. Okay, cool. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Like you weren't going to meet her anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, six, six to eight months. No one's even, a year. You're right. A year mm -hmm. is, a year is fair. Two yeah. years too much. Um, okay. A year is fair because that gives you time to detach from somebody mm -hmm. from between that six to eight month period. They might be heartbroken and they reach out and then after a while they feel about mm -hmm. you got that year, right? But if certain things happen, it's a certain way you got to delegate those situations. My kids hold a boundary with themselves because they look like, who this bitch? Because mm -hmm. I, I really have to walk on eggshells when it comes to my daughters. Like, mm -hmm. I, I was a single father for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I, when I don't mean I was single when I was dead. You know, nigga, I, I'm doing hair. I'm, I'm going to ballet recitals. I'm, I, I'm, I'm fucking Girl Scout dad. Mm -hmm. that, I'm that situation. Mm -hmm. like, I'm doing those type of things. Um, baby mama is me getting myself together within the last year year and a half she I got this so that's great like to all the men that can't have a relationship with their baby mama I feel sorry bad for you my yes. baby mama is a crazy romantic bitch but I was very good to her and my family was very good to her and it, she damn near like my sister uh, yeah. <laughs> now you know yeah. you know, yeah. you, you family yes um, but it, she, she, she helped me out because they in another state of going through their femininity, and that's something I can't relate to as much. Yeah. Um, because shit, six, seven, eight years ago, we was in the middle of my damn living room, ready to set a fucking bonfire, and that's around loincloths. These, oh. these are my little thugs, my little boys, but mm. now they feminine, girly, got boy problems, and they. Oldest and 
Mama's gonna be mama. I don't need. I'm trying to find one for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it happened, it happened. You vet people to a certain extent. You don't hold these grudges against the next person. Um, like I said, you come up with a traditional uh, relationship agreement. Mm-hmm. Of whether we're gonna follow tradition or we're not gonna follow tradition. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be a partner base? Is this gonna be that? Those are the conversations you know. What are your moral? What are your morals? Morals and expectations on certain things. Mm-hmm. And I advise you never, because I made the mistake of, well, I never got this, and I never got that, and I never got this. And I used to think every woman was just so nurturing and catering and all that to, mm-hmm. to where that was stupid. And I was like, oh. She writing down cheat codes. Mm. And she portrays things for certain long. I didn't know mm-hmm. shit about a narcissist seven, six years ago. Yeah. And that got portrayed for so long. Mm-hmm. And then it started breaking up. Mm. Um, I was called a narcissist, but narcissist? What the fuck? Mm. And that made me I'm not when I'm like, what's that? Mm. And I look like, I'm a narcissist. I'm therapy and all that. And they like, no, 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 you're not. not. You've been gaslit. That's what the right. fuck I'm hearing. They just did a number on you. Some fucked up shit happened to right. you. Right. <laughs> and I went through, and black men, especially, black community needs therapy. Black men need, niggas need therapy. It's a shirt out there. It's a company that produces a shirt. Niggas need therapy. I follow that. And, um, it's true as fuck. It's not for the white people. It's I did the there's a gun violence thing I went with my daughter earlier, and the lady that she's a licensed therapist, she has a master's degree and everything. And first thing she says to a bunch of black teenage boys and girls in the room uh, that's going through something of losing a friend that was dope as fuck. This little girl was dope as fuck and lost her life to gun violence. Mm. Was this is a part of therapy. This mm-hmm. whole group in here, this is all therapy. And I know y'all might think, oh, that shit for white people. This is a licensed doctor, mm-hmm. man. Like, I know you're like, oh, that shit for white people. Because mm-hmm. she can relate to you. I came from yeah. around the way. I understand what you think thinking this said. Yeah. This is healthy. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Speak up. Um, but when I started going to therapy, because I was like, you need to go to therapy. You need to do this. And to save a dying marriage at the time, I paid for my therapy, her, her therapy. Well, my therapy, our therapy, she had her own therapist, mm-hmm. and it still wasn't enough. But going through those two things, it was like, well, when you tell a story, you don't just say, me, 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 her, her, her. You actually give a thought pattern of mm-hmm. why she may have been thinking like this. Mm-hmm. And a narcissist would never do that. He would never diagnose mm-hmm. or break down the way a person may have felt um, of Oh, they was feeling overwhelmed and this and this and that happened, isn't that? Mm-hmm. And I fired several therapists. Mm-hmm. No, tell me I'm a piece of shit. Damn, I want you to wow. tell me I'm wrong. That person wasn't supposed to be wrong. Mm. Like, I know. Yeah. Um, your shit is valid. You've gave me both sides mm-hmm. to where it was so much that it feels like that person was in the room. Mm. You're not a nurse. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Shit. It took a while for me to accept that. Yeah, you gotta process that for a minute. Damn, I thought I was a bad guy. And don't beat up on yourself. Um, but to go on to another situation is like toxic masculinity was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, the fuck is toxic masculinity? Um, I, I know you said you know you do that. You do that all goes. That's hyper masculine. Hyper masculine. Toxic masculine, and these are all to me. Um, but toxic masculinity is so much aggression that it's going to place harm on somebody else. So like the aggressive homophobia, because they don't like a gay man in the room or a flamboyant person in the room, and they feel like they need to attack that person. Um, men who just feel away, who who are so rough, like they don't have a time down. And if a woman tries to get that, he gets aggressive with her. And I don't like any of that. That's not my type of thing. Um, I need somebody who's balanced. Um, everybody. Oh, oh, that's that's the one. I am alpha male. Hear me roar. Like that's save it. It, it was nice meeting you. Like <laughs> I don't. We don't need that conversation. I don't need that in my life. Um, because the alpha males usually don't say they're alpha male. But also, I don't want someone who is, there's actually a term for it, and I cannot remember it right now, so I'm not going to miss it. Um, but um, that embodies all of them. And it's it's just balance. And it's at the tip of my tongue, and I cannot remember it. But It's alpha male, beta male, sigma? I don't think so. Ultra. I don't I don't think so, but I don't call me on that because I can't remember and I can't use my phone. It's that. But, uh, it might be. It's not <laughs> But, uh, it's like introvert, uh, uh, introvert, extrovert, omnivert is both. Mm -hmm. So, for somebody to have balance with that beta, it's, uh, alpha, alpha, um, but, yeah, but it's somewhere on that line. I know what you're talking about there, balance. But that's what, I would desire. I don't. I don't like the. I am overly this. I am overly that. There's a time and a place for everything. We are humans. We go through emotions. Emotions are not bad. Do not demonize them. Be willing to grow. Be willing to learn. Be willing to communicate. Because that's to get on solutions. Communicate. Talk about those triggers and boundaries. Talk about your your habits and your patterns. Talk about what you expect out of your mates. Period. Like, come up with little scenarios. Like, like, what would you do if this happened? And see where their brain is at. In order to find your partner, you have to find the person who aligns and resonates most with you. And you gotta, and it could be foundational differences. It could be if spirituality or religion is so strong for you and you find somebody that you are so attracted to, attracted to and they're an atheist, what you gonna do? Like, when it, you can be like, all right, I can accept that for now. But when it comes to having kids, then it's like, no, I want to teach them religion. Your partner is like, I don't even believe in that shit. I don't want them to know that. Then it's like, you're at odds. Like, what are you going to do? Have these conversations early and be willing to let go early. Because a lot of people are afraid to be lonely. And they see a prospect and they want to hold on and keep it. And it's like, no, let go, release. Because you got to block all your blessings. Until you actually get that. Like you're going to end up settling for something that you don't deserve. Um, because you're too afraid to let deserve. go and allow things to happen. Don't deserve. Hmm? Deserve. Um, in our uh, pilot prototype one, we spoke on deserving. <laughs> um, 
some people put out numbers like I want this, I want that, and mm -hmm. words are powerful. You always say that, like mm -hmm. with your uh, being a witch, mm -hmm. self-proclaimed witch, um, you command these things from the universe. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you command a good person into your life, but you're not a good person? That one of two things can happen: either you're gonna rise to the occasion, or you're going to bring them down. Or you're going to damage that person. Depending on that person's strength and their energy level. Because, you know, if <laughs> if I were to meet, for example, okay, my energy, I would say, is on a pretty higher, um, mm -hmm. an elevated level. So if somebody with, you know, who's just not for me, they can put up a front, but I'm going to feel it. I'm going to know. And I'm going to be willing to let go immediately before it even gets to that point. Now, there could be someone who is not as elevated and i'm like mm. you know we talking and they're like yo i want to be like that i want more of that and they're willing to grow and look at their shit and and improve then okay maybe but it could it could go one of two ways because people don't like to do the shadow work they don't and i'm gonna stop saying which because that's a trigger for a lot of people i'm spiritual because spirituality is is separate from witchiness but I don't want to just say witches do manifestation. It's a spiritual thing. So I don't want to put that in a like the the that category because it'll turn people off. Witches can manifest. Um, but yeah, no. It's a spirituality thing. It's uh the secret. You ever read the secret? Yep. Okay. Read so, the book, watch the movie. Check out the secret. Um also, once you read the secret. Um, read self-improvement books before reading 48 Laws of Power and you can manifest things very easily. 48 Laws of Power is evil. Yeah. Well, not, I wouldn't say it's evil. It's very twisted and demented. It's, it's very guerrilla warfare-esque. And... You ever read The Art of War? No, that's the one I did not read. Art of War is some... That... that he reads Art of War. I am not even gonna fuck up who wrote it. But I was just having this conversation a few months ago. It's but it, it's the same. It's the double side coin. I don't know if I want to hear it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really like the synopsis of it, but I'm probably not gonna listen to it or read it. <sighs> I'm not gonna. You're, do you're, you're already practicing a lot of it. You just don't know it. Yeah. I right. mean, in order to like, life is a war in some capacity. Yeah. And so I have to move around with tact. Like right now, right now we're doing is we are trying to figure out our enemy right now with gender, right? Mm -hmm. So we we went over our little gripes, right? Like mm -hmm. Mine is a hyper masculine woman, that mm -hmm. over masculine, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where it becomes their character trait. Mm -hmm. To a that damn nigga, like, what up, my nigga? Like, um, and it was a woman I was. Dealing with that put me hip to gigs and shit like that, and there's a whole little scenario how we fell out. But our last conversation was heated because she got heated because I wasn't responding a certain way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get triggered about sometimes how you respond to things. Yep, like you should be acting different. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my feelings, my emotions. I said, you shouldn't have feelings, you shouldn't have emotions. I'm going to be who I am. Right. Somebody else is going to validate this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a communication. And we're going to 
grow further. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to bottle my shit in because you offended or vice versa. We're not doing it. I've mm-hmm. been there. That's a child. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not about to be bullied and say, like, if my parent pissed me off and I got to bottle up because I'm a child and they're a dog, that affected me heavy when I was a kid. Yes. Right? I was the one always getting ass whoopings because I was always saying what I had to say. Likewise. <laughs> um, but still offended by that situation. Like, man, well, I ain't strong enough to beat his ass yet. Mm-hmm. And my brother was the, 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 the disciplinarian, but yeah. it was when I got to a certain range, I was like, fight back. But I'm, what does that treat, teach me? Fight the person back that's hurt my feelings? Mm-hmm. That means I'm fighting a woman. Because yeah. you're not validating my feelings. You mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about how you treat me or how you talk to me or or how you conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find somebody else. And if the, the numbers are still true to what, you, what it says, you know, even though COVID is a thing, mm-hmm. it's three women to every man. Mm-hmm. And if it's three women to every man, that means it's three heterosexual women or bisexual, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's three women to every heterosexual man, right? Mm-hmm. That means I'm saving cats from being herded. Or, you know... Um, <laughs> Hoarded, as as I would say, um, mm-hmm. that means I have. And I bring. I told my daughter this. Me and my daughter actually did the math. My youngest, she's eleven, mm-hmm. and I told her like, we were talking about polygamy, mm-hmm. and she was like, well, I seen this show, and this is like you shouldn't be watching that. But the fuck, I, I'm at work for yeah. like a couple hours, y'all at home for a little bit. We talked about it, and I was like, well, three women to every man, but then you got to think about the man that's dead. The man that murdered that man, that's in jail, mm. the gay man, his lover, and mm. the mentally ill. So that's five men. So each five of those men is three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. That's fifteen, mm. right? And then the three women that I automatically get. So there's eighteen women. So then I had to take in consideration about the the dead, the one in jail, uh, the two gay women, and the mentally ill. So that leaves me still with a big ass number of women versus men. Can I add a category to them? What's that? The women to the women who don't who are okay with they don't want a relationship for the rest of their life. Cause there's a lot of that going so on. So it's twelve, it's eleven. I got eleven I got eleven women to my name. Okay. As a single male. I got yeah. eleven women that like men. Mm-hmm. They might be all ugly. <laughs> yeah. Then you gotta um, go through your preferences. Uh, yeah, they yeah. go through your preferences from there. So you might narrow down to three. Mm-hmm. So you still end up with three. You still better ratio for men than it is for women. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they was like, "Oh, men need to chase women," or and then women like, "Oh, man, sad. Men are sassy because they want women to chase them now." Yeah, mm-hmm. because oh, I want a man to pay one, not you. Yeah. <laughs> my man pays my bills. Y'all see that? <laughs> the fear, Lord, the danger. Um, a lot of them like, oh man, I pay my bills. Got I gotta chase you down to pay your fucking bills. Mm. <laughs> I gotta chase you down to pay your bills. Mm. So a lot of men seeing that, they're like, nah, fuck all that. Mm-hmm. So yes, we gonna be picky. Mm-hmm. And now we now we both picky on side, each side. Um, then it goes into. You got the, the over-masculine women, and then it goes into the entitledness. Mm-hmm. I don't like entitled. You're not going to work for this? 
<laughs> You're not going to work for this. Mm-hmm. When women in the olden days, they would go to balls. They would get the prettiest they can get. They were wear a nice dress. They would be dressed up by their families. And there would be men there as well. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, find a husband. Mm-hmm. They trying to be the baddest bitch in the room. <laughs> the men, they already there. They're established. <laughs> they don't have, and in the old days, women didn't have rights to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So they had to find a man to do that. We're not in that state no more. Mm-hmm. We're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so why the fuck are we playing old time rules? Resistance to change. I want my grandma made. No, you, you want your grandma had? Your daddy worked, your great granddaddy worked at fucking Chrysler. He made $5 a day. That $5 a day paid for four, four different households. Grandpa was a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. He was able to do all of that. And he made, they took care of him. He had his pension, his social security check, all that stuff. Everybody was taken care of, all households. And a lot of them, a lot of them families did not know of each other until the funeral. Until the funeral. And here's the thing. When that happened, he was able to take care of it. The transition of that time is because you can look it up. This is fact. Women got into the workforce. And you know why they got into the workforce, though? Because of the the, the, the war. Yes. Yeah. So it's not like... <laughs> it's not like, oh, they forced their way into it. I understand. Like, bitch, like, I want to stay home. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but then they got into it. They started wearing jeans. They could wear jeans for the first time. And it's like... I have autonomy. I didn't know what this felt like. It's like Adam and Eve. When they get the awareness, it's like, oh shit, I'm naked. I need to clothe myself. Like I need to, I have this awareness now and I cannot go back to being unaware. So a lot of women chose like, I like this independence, this freedom. I can go do this. I can get away from the house. My husband has to take on some response. Some of my pain. A lot of it's like, I need that nigga to hurt. Mm. I feel you because I felt like when, again, if you watch it, fuck you, but I love you. Uh, Babe mama, you my sister. Uh, (laughs) But a lot of it was when I got in a relationship with another woman and we were dating and I had proposed and I was being a dad and my kids were going to school for miles. It was like, I'm busy, I'm busy, all I got shit to do, I got to play the movie. She was talking like a whole nigga. I gotta play more, I gotta do this. I'm like, alright. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. So it's getting to the point where I couldn't go on dates with mm-hmm. my person. And oh, I got the kids and that. And then that person coming in, like, fuck it, the kids can go with us. Mm-hmm. I wanna see you. Or fuck it, I pay for a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, babysitter apps and shit, you pay for a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. That type of shit. They're like, oh, thank you, people. Bam. But anyway, um, I went through that, like a woman saying, you gotta feel my pain. Mm-hmm. You got to feel this so you understand. And I think the pain is over. The destruction is done. We don't like each other. Mm-hmm. But we know we the sexiest motherfuckers things on this planet. Mm-hmm. From my beige ass to your dark skinned self, we one of the baddest <laughs> motherfuckers on this planet. Thanks. Um, nice. <laughs> so. If we look good together, we do good together, why are we not doing it? Mm-hmm. Let that hurt go. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't shit. All right, what about you? What do you do? And then it goes to the point to where you vet that person and you figure out if they ain't shit. And then we we isolate. We do not breed with those ain't shit people. That part. And once we not breed with those ain't shit people, then we, create, we create 
our environment, we curate um, everything around us, and we say, this is how we act. This is how we condone ourselves. We respect one another. We convey our feelings and emotions to one another. Then you're in a better spot. And then you send the rest of the motherfuckers to World Star Island and let them fight for, for scraps. One thing I want to add to that. Before you even start thinking about one huge resolution, I think, for both genders, well, for both sexes, is that nobody who ain't got their shit right mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they don't need to be dating anyway. They need to get them together. Like, there are some deep traumas, some deep triggers, some all that stuff, and they're going and being serial heartbreakers, serial toxic people in these relationships and fucking up and traumatizing their partners and just moving on to the next. They're not doing, taking any inventory. They're not doing any introspection or any reflection. What went wrong? What went right? What did I do that was wrong? What could I do that was, you know, that could be improved upon? What did I do that was great? Like, they don't do any of that work. And so they just repeat the cycle. And that's a lot of autopilot. Like, the masses run in autopilot, period. 95% of what a lot of people do by the age of 35 is from your subconscious. It's just automatic. You only work on your conscious mind 5% of the day on average. So that's scary as fuck. Like, so these people, they don't, they don't do that work. They don't do that mental. And okay, so to an extent, it's like you don't know what you don't know. But also as adults with literally the world in our pocket. That's one thing that has to be touched on. Like, we are in a different space than our parents, our grandparents, and everything. Because these iPhones that motherfuckers not lying for, um, these devices, everything is put to our fingertips. Somebody asked me a question, like, what era would you want to be born in? And all that. People said 1920s and 40s. And it was <clears throat> the bootleg saying, I'm like, no, nah, bitch, put me now at a 12 year old kid. Yeah. I will be an A-plus student, graduate from the best college in school because you've given me all the answers. Yeah. You're giving me the way to learn that formula that's giving my parents and grandparents problems. Mm-hmm. I've seen a woman in India break down a mad, uh, times table equation five different ways mm. where they only show us if we did a math problem in school and use sticks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, five tally lines marks. and shit. Yeah. Tally marks, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted us to break, take the carry over this and that to show our work. Mm-hmm. They would say that was wrong even though you had the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you didn't do it. Like, no. Mm-hmm. As long as that fucking answer's right, I give a fuck how you got there. Right. Right? I got a friend that told me, he tells me, like, bro, if you had, if you had my parents, you'd be a fucking doctor right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you might have been right. You might be right, like mm-hmm. hella right, but um, oh. we still get into the same spot. Mm-hmm. We still occupy the same space. Mm-hmm. We still talk to the same people. We still build the same individuals. We in the same space. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck how we both got to this space? Yeah. We here, yeah. But to finish my thought, I did want to say we don't have excuses. So therapy, finding out how to get better yourself, personal development books, all that stuff. We got the world in our pocket. We have so much information for free, but a free ball. Okay. You have no excuse not to utilize it. No excuse. 
So I don't want to hear it's not available, all that stuff, because it is in some capacity. If you seek it, you will find it. That's how I... Never mind, I was going to shout out Google or whatever and say Big Brother, but I ain't going to do that. So, uh, but that's how the internet works. And that's how life works. If you seek it, you will find it. Literally. In all capacities. So, seek that self-help. Seek that personal development. Grow. Evolve. Realize what toxic traits you have. I know that's the thing. Like, oh, my toxic trait is, you know. I like to eat out and then come home and act like I'm still hungry. Stuff like that. Like, <laughs> but no, really look at your toxic traits. Like, and see, like, have I traumatized anybody in a relationship? Have I, like, was I a bully? What role did I play in that relationship? Do that self-work. Do your shadow work, as we like to call it, in the spiritual realm. But do that. And then you will attract a more quality person because we attract what we are. We are mirrors. Whatever, something that you are radiating out is coming back to you. Look at that person and figure it out. There was a, a buddy of mine that made a post. He was like, I just want to shout out, you know, Diesel Derpesti for doing the shadow work. Keep up and keep it up, brother. I believe it. Just a random ass post. And I was like, shadow work. Mm-hmm. And I had to Google that shit. And that's when I like coined phrase myself, like everything is possible to Jesus and or Google. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's, it's information out there for, for us as the masses to figure it out. I think vetting is one thing mm-hmm. that we need to do with one another. Um, and we need ex- acceptance, mm-hmm. accountability, mm-hmm. and we need some type of Empathetic for the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but because again, we talked about my trauma. I women took advantage of me, physical abuse, your physical abuse. And it's like it's empathy right there. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's like okay, I ain't shit, you ain't shit. Everything's crumbs. We build from here. Mm-hmm. Stronger foundation. So we're building a stronger foundation and going into love and stuff like that, individuals or business ventures, it's all about. So my solutions for the end of the situation is you have to vet properly, mm-hmm. um, communicate, mm-hmm. comprehend, mm-hmm. Um, compromise. That's mm-hmm. what the thing is, compromise. Mm-hmm. And you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And willing to cut off. Those are my six, I guess. So for me, I would say do the self-work. Be transparent. Learn each other's love languages, triggers, traumas, all that. Be willing to grow. Listen and observe. And act accordingly. Yes. Um, platonic or non-platonic, um, I think the same situation. Yeah, I agree. So, um, as long as we align our gifts, AOG, we should be fine. And, uh, before we go, I, you know, I spoke about, uh, oh, I didn't, I was on a pilot episode. So, 
last episode, um, you know, I called out a certain company. One thing that we want to do is highlight companies that are within the culture that we actually have experience with, that we actually want to promote and big up. It doesn't, we are not taking like paid sponsorships or anything like that for these specific companies that we're promoting. This is off the GP, just off some love. So um, the company that I wanted to promote today is Jay Jackson wearing his hoodie. Um, his face is his brand, literally. But he raps and he is out cold. If y'all really like like the, the hip hop vibe, the Nas's, the, the, the Pete Rocks, that type of ordeal, you gonna check him out. Like he got a nice flow. He got a real nice flow. And he from the D. 42050. So, you know, he he talked that real shit. Um, and he has a clothing line, which is the one that I'm wearing. Um, Jackson Everything merch. You can find him on Instagram, uh, on Instagram and on his website. So I will link all of that stuff below uh for his music Instagram and his merch stuff. Uh, one of the businesses that I would like to promote is it's an app called Date Night, since a lot of this stuff was relationship-based, male and female. Yeah. So you're not doing the same basic shit, taking a chick to Buffalo Wild Wings every Wednesday. <laughs> um, my spot. Uh, it, the app is called Date Night. Uh, night spelled N-I-T-E. It is made by a Detroit, native, or Metro Detroit native, um, black-owned business, and it's very creative. Um, they got attractions, they got music events and all that. Check it out. And it also, not just Detroit-based, it has it in other metropolitan areas as well. So download the app, check it out. Um, it's very helpful when someone says, oh, I've done all that before. You can find something new and interact with that and probably find something new for yourself as well. All right, people, go download that app for real because I'm, I'm tired of hearing people complain. They don't know how to play a date. Date night the app. Download that shit. And... and Tell the next person about it. We're going to spread the word on this. I'm going to download that tonight. I'm not even going on no dates. You hear me? Self-care. Um, so, yes. With that being said, we will catch y'all next time. Be safe. Be blessed. Ciao. It's in the day night.